The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Welcome to Analyze This. This is Dwayne Henry filling in for Neville James for the rest of the week. And uh, Analyze This. This is on NPR in the Virgin Islands station, WTGX 93.1 FM. Uh, we should have uh, some guests this morning. Uh, Mr. Kyle Fleming should be coming in or calling in uh, shortly to discuss the energy fair. Uh, but let's go ahead and speak about some uh, or talk about some news on the national front. Of course, what's being called the GOP cloud show continues uh, with the House unable to elect its speaker after trying, after rather removing Speaker McCarthy a couple of weeks ago. And then um, the majority leader, Scalise, uh, well, had to step down when he couldn't get the votes. And then um, committee chair, judiciary committee chair, uh, Tim Jordan had to step down after he lost um, three votes. Uh, so now we have eight people effectively, or eight people actually running for the seat. Uh, seven of them are objected to the elect, the certification election of uh, Joe Biden, so you know where they stand. And um, probably the front runner is the number two uh, representative, Emma. I think he's from Wisconsin. Uh, and he's probably the most liberal one, but quite conservative in himself. The interesting thing is um, the, you know, the GOP... <laughs> They always have to put a token out there. And um, they have Glenn Daniel, or Byron Daniels, rather, um, from Florida, who some time ago actually had a, uh, was interfering in uh, some Virgin Islands affairs, I think, regarding WAPA. Uh, apparently, he knows somebody that lives in the Virgin Islands who complained about an issue here, and he was attempting to get Congress to investigate. I remember a delegate, uh, Ms. Blaskett, uh, put, put a stop to that, that interference quite quickly. But he's on the one of the eight, uh, the only African-American uh, candidate, which is interesting. But he's still in the MAGA group because he... Uh, and they are, you know, the MAGA group is diverse, you know, it's it's... It's not as diverse as as as, as the society is, but um, they're, they're people of different ilk in there, and um, but the majority of people are uh, are the majority, and that's crazy. Uh, so that's going down. Uh, another thing I saw, the if you know growing up, you always had this scholastic book fair 
and now it's like on it's all on the internet and, and this kind of stuff but before growing up uh, they bring these books to school and and everyone would you know in grammar school you'd get a chance to uh go in and look you know explore new books and all that kind of stuff but the you know with all these banned books even the scholastic book fair is caught up in banned books um, and what they did though is they have some books that's automatically banned and then they ask the different librarians they what they do is they send these books to the school and they ask you know they gave the librarians this year the option of opting into the books that to receive in the books that are automatically banned and this one librarian opted in and a lot of books were lgbt and 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 I guess violence and stuff like that. But some of the band books are really interesting. They included a biography of Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. I mean, seriously. Um, a biography of John Lewis, the late John Lewis, congressman. Seriously. And this is like the craziest part. They even banned a picture book by Ludacris called Daddy and Me and the Rhyme to Be. For those who don't know Ludacris, you probably, well, those of us in the hip-hop generation, um, even I'm the early part of the generation, uh, Ludacris is, everybody knows who Ludacris is, uh, Chris Bridges. Uh, but uh, people who were not familiar with him as a rapper will know him as the um, the black guy in the uh, <laughs> Furious, Fast and Furious uh, um a series of, of movies uh the he's a geek genius type in that uh in that series but that's ludicrous and he did a picture book called daddy me and the rhyme the bees speaking about him and his dad and how he became a rapper and it's a picture book you know so i don't know how much uh woke language could be in there i guess maybe it's woke drawings too that's um a problem but you know, that's some of this stuff that we, we're dealing with, even in the scholastic book fair. Mm. On the international front, you know, the big thing is the Israeli-Gaza war, which seems to be expanding as we speak. Uh, I was looking this morning, and I saw um, they're fighting over uh, with Lebanon and, um, well, Hezbollah on, on the Lebanese side. And uh, and the Israelis in that um, army in the northern part of Israel, and they're, they're, they're forests, uh, between the forests between the two countries, and from all the artillery that they've been lobbing at each other, the, the forests are on fire. And there's a raging wildfire going on there in the uh, in the northern part of the of Israel and the southern Lebanon. Uh, there's recently the United States Navy intercepted a, a flurry of missiles and drones that appeared to be coming from Yemen, and the Navy uh, shot them down. Uh, they, they, they were apparently heading to Israel, towards Israel. There's also uh, Syria. Uh, some of the, the Syrian rebels have been um, apparently attacking from the Syrian border, the Golan Heights area, 
and um, Israel has responded in kind. Uh, the President of the United States, Mr. Biden, has asked that um, all Americans overseas be very um, wary of their surroundings and, 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 and the areas that they go into, and also that the he has ordered the, uh, the the evacuation of all Americans that are working in Iraq because uh, there have been attacks on American civilians and military personnel in Iraq. So uh, the, this this thing seems to be the only probably the only peaceful border that Israel has right now is is with Jordan, the Jordanian border, and the. Um, uh, Egyptian border. Uh, there don't seem to be any any activity on those borders, but Israel continues to bomb both the north and south of Gaza, and Hamas continues to hold over 200 hostages after killing over 1,500 um, civilians and some military people, but mostly civilians, men, women, and children in in um, the kibbutzes along the, the border with Gaza. The latest news in that p- part of the war is that uh, some two elderly hostages were freed yesterday. And um, one is speaking out. I'm not even gonna attempt to <laughs> pronounce her name, but um, she, she described being held in a, quote, spider's web of Gaza tunnels she was taken, they were apparently the Hamas has built numerous tunnels, uh, quite an elaborate system of tunnels, similar to how the Japanese did in, uh, in World War II in the Pacific, and the Vietnamese did in uh, the Vietnam, Vietnam War. The Viet Cong had these, uh, and the Vietnamese had these elaborate tunnels that they could come up under the enemy. And, and, and then disappear, attack and disappear. It's a known guerrilla tactic uh, described in many uh, military, political, philosophical books, especially Marxists of the uh, 60s. But generally, um, f- quote, freedom, fr- freedom fighter uh, techniques. Mm. So what we're talking about now, they said in Gaza, 2,000 children have been killed. Uh, so that number, uh, we're looking at 5,000 altogether, 2,000 of them were children. Um, we also had the, um, the President of the United States is trying to walk this tightrope, and rightly so. Uh, he's, you know, we, we recognize Israel's our great, probably our greatest ally. They have the um, right to defend themselves. Um, I think what a lot of people are beginning to question now is how far is that defense or even retaliation, for lack of a better term, how far does that go? Uh, so um, the Israelis right now, the Israeli government, um, hasn't set any limits they, uh, on what they're going to do. They've left all the options open. So um, Hamas has not complied with 
um, demands to release hostages. And, you know, that's their insurance policy. Um, the President of the United States says we won't um, negotiate with them. They won't even attempt to negotiate with them until the hostages are released. And so we'll, um, we'll see what happens when that We'll see what happens when he, uh, um, you know, if, if, if they don't, you know, if they call his bluff. Um, the, 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 the situation in, in, in is really horrible. Uh, you know, what, what Hamas did you know, is unconscionable. Um, I understand the frustration of the Palestinians, uh, especially the Gazans. And um, Israel has been squeezing them making it uh, unconscionable and um, very difficult to live. Um, I was looking at a video of um, a hospital losing power and and they were receiving patients. Patients were walking in and the lights go out and they got it back a few hours later. But and, and, and then with the, you know, we're talking about these aid trucks. They're literally thousands of trucks lined up on the Gaza end to come in. And what we have is this, uh, uh, the, 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 whoever's in control of the border, whether it's Israel or Gaza because it is, uh, or, or, or Egypt because it is the, the Rafa gate, uh, they only let in 20 trucks the first night. And then two days later, they let, let in 14. I mean, that is like the the quintessential drop in the bucket of aid that's needed and and really that that needs to uh that needs to be that pace needs to be stepped up because we're gonna see untold human suffering in a few days probably or maybe weeks, especially as the ground assault uh begins. And Israel has made some incursions, but not a full um, assault. But we know the bombing is one thing, but the worst part of any war is the ground war, because that's where, for uh, lack of a better term, the rubber meets the road. And that's where you have close human contact. Uh, Hamas is sophisticated enough to withstand quite the barrage that Israel has given them. And Israel, for, to its credit, uh, has not carpet bombed um, Gaza. The missile attacks tend to seem to be quite targeted. They know what they're going for. They got good intelligence. And so they know where these places are and they're going for them. Um, fortunately, some of these places might be mixed up with civilian uh, facilities or in civilian areas, so there's that collateral damage, you know, but, you know, the, the, that's expected in war, not, not desired, but, but, it, but it, you know, it's, it's not uncommon to have that. So this Gazan war, this... Is, is really taking on 
proportions of you know that that really we haven't seen before. There's a lot of demonstrations, especially in Britain. Britain has had a, a huge pro-Israeli or, or pro-Palestinian demonstrations. They had one a couple of days ago with several thousand, um, several thousand, several hundred thousand people uh, um, in, in London, uh, I think that was on Sunday. Uh, there's been some protests in the United States, but they seem to be concentrated in cities like New York or Chicago. Um, for the most part, the United States is, is either more pro-Israeli in terms of the, the, the demonstrations, or at least it's equal to the, the pro-Palestinian uh, things. <laughs> okay, uh, we were we, we were expecting uh, Mr. Kyle Fleming to call in this morning, but we just got the information that he got pulled into a cabinet meeting, and we know the governor is dealing with some important uh, issues, so he's <laughs> definitely excused. So we're going to go ahead and speak a little bit more about what's going on in the world, and then we'll be... Uh, we're going to have a guest come in. We're going to have, we're going to switch these, some things around and, and, and make sure you get a full compliment. Uh, but we'll have UVI in at, at 8.30 and then um, we're going to, at the nine o'clock hour, we'll, go, we'll have someone else. So back to the news. Let me up some hot stuff here. Locally, there's not really been much, well, I would call it a news poor day, nothing saucy, but <laughs> um, the big thing is this water here on St. Croix. I was hoping <laughs> that I would have Mr. Fleming this morning for real because he's the chairperson of the WAPA board and they're an inter in inter integral part of this whole water contamination thing because it's their pipes. Uh, so it would have been nice to, to to ask him about that. But, you know, the governor is saying that, you know, there's been calls by Senator Johnson and a couple other people for a state of emergency for the St. Croix water contamination. And um, Governor Bryan says that he doesn't think declaring a state of emergency is going to have the benefits that some people think it is it, it will um unless and, and there's some truth to that unless we have monetary opportunities at bank of st croix bank of st croix offers cds for education homes or vacations bank of st croix has two locations one in gallus bay at 340-773-8500 and one in peter's rest at 340-713-8500 a penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal new money only funds may not be transferred from existing bank of st croix accounts to cds rates subject to change at any time fees may reduce earnings and principal www.bankofstcroix.com Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Peter Sangal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. 
Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. WTJX's Taste of Two Islands is back. Join us at Antilles Mark C. Marin Center on December 14th for the long-awaited return of the taste, a culinary feast for the season. Hosted by me, George Culturman Silcat. Early bird tickets are on sale now through Tuesday, November 14th. Tickets are available at Chelsea's Drugstore in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha across from Haven Sight Mall, and Bonita's Cantina in Niski Shopping Center. Tickets can also be purchased online at wtjx.org forward slash taste or call 340-774-6255 and 340-690-7293. Don't miss this opportunity to experience the magic of local cuisine as you dance to the rhythms of Spectrum Band. Sponsors for this event are VI Lottery, Antilly School, West Indies Company, Cardo Wine and Spirits, First Bank, Bellows International, the VI Office of Highway Safety, and the VI Housing Finance Authority. It's the return of the taste, Thursday, December 14th at 6 p.m. A taste you can never forget. Yes, and we're back here on St. Croix. No, seems to be, I know it's going to be hot because when I went walking this morning at 5 o'clock, it was quite warm. It must have been 90 degrees. There was no wind. I'm looking out. I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> and, um, and you know, as you know, the studios are near a quarter mile from Christianstead Harbor, the edge of Christianstead Harbor. So we should be getting some nice sea breeze and stuff up here, but uh, uh, so going back to what's happening, uh, what's happening at um, with the water situation. Getting back to that, uh, the water situation. Right now, they're asking for the state of emergency, and the governor is is the governor has stated that there won't be. He's doesn't see the reason for calling a state of emergency. Uh, he, he, there's some there's some some truth to that. In that, like I was saying, with the the with the. Um, Flint, Michigan situation. The state of Mich- uh, the state of Michigan, they went declared an emergency emergency, which allowed them to use state resources. But we know we don't have that um, information. We don't have that option <laughs> in the Virgin Islands. I don't know where the money is going to come from to to put territorial uh, stuff into it and and. There is no federal, the, uh, in terms of the, the, the federal government could declare a, a, an emergency like they did in Flint, but that's the federal government doing it. Uh, I'm pretty sure we, we, we're going to ask for assistance. And, and even that assistance is, is limited, really, what they've been doing in Flint. And, 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 and that's the... Uh, the right thing, uh, the, the most immediate thing they can do is uh, 
provide fresh drinking water to the populace. And they've been doing that actually for a couple of years. I think they recently went back to the portable water. I'm not sure, but they did that for several years. And and then there's the long-term plan to to replace the pipes. But as the Whopper um, CEO told us uh, before, that, that uh, replacing all the pipes in, in the Virgin Islands is going to take many years. So there isn't an immediate fix. There's nothing Whopper anybody could do to, to just boom, hit a switch, and, and this problem goes away today or tomorrow. This problem will be with us for a very long time. And, you know, I guess it's, again, a lesson learned. You know, we keep saying, you know, I always joke about the government doesn't have a maintenance budget. And so uh, the the government doesn't have a maintenance budget. So we have, um, we build things and then we don't maintain it. And then, you know, and over the years, that's what happened. That system was in there, they're running water. Very little maintenance, with the exception of, um, with the exception of the, um, you know, immediate repairs sort of maintenance. But you know, you've seen very little proactive maintenance in 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 the the, the water lines throughout the Virgin Islands. Lately, we've seen uh, waste management trying to work through there. Um, but that's on the other side. That's that's not the incoming water. That's the outgoing water. That's the the refuse. So part of the problem, is, or part of the system, is being repaired. But now we're seeing and and that the the um with the 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 you know as as that one side is being repaired, the this other problem has popped up. And let me tell you, lead in the water is not. A um, lead in the water is not not a good thing, not a good thing at all. The people have to be very careful. Um, lead poisoning is very serious, especially in children. Stunts developmental growth and and uh, cognitive growth. Um, you know, so we need to be very, 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 very careful. Not to mention, it's generally poisonous. Uh, I don't know what to say in terms of, you know, people having to go buy water. And, and then in some areas, this is the craziest part, is that um, in some areas they're saying not to even bathe in it. So I don't know if you're going to buy bottled water at that price and, and use it to bathe with, but I guess that's all you got. You know, if that's what you got to do, you got to do. But... What should happen is when funding has been secured for the procurement of fresh water to the affected communities, um, the government should make sure that the supply is backdated to, uh, or, or the monies covers from the inception of the emergency, not when we get the money. So my point being is that Funds should be available to reimburse people for the money they're putting out now because people are putting out big money now and they should be able to be reimbursed before they begin to start receiving the fresh air. Uh, the, you know, the fresh air, um, the fresh water rather. So 
that's uh, on the local level. There's also on on our local level. Let me see what else is happening here. We'll pull up some stuff. The governor's um, derelict and abandoned buildings bill, 15 pages long. It's not not that much, but <laughs> good friend of mine's a consultant, a young guy that I know. And when he hears this, he's going to know I'm talking about him. It's like he says, um, if the bill is more than three or four pages, nobody's going to read it. <laughs> so hopefully everybody reads this uh, because it's a, a 30-day comment period that the governor is offering. Um, that's not something he has to do, but the governor has offered a comment period uh, because he wants more public input so that it's a successful effort. And that's a 15-page derrick and abandoned buildings bill. You have until November 24th to think for it. You can, uh, there's a, you can go to the legislative, or rather to Government House website, and, um, and they, we can pull it down. And then there's a web uh, email address to send your feedback, comments at geo.vi.gov that's the governor's office and but if you're not that into that internet stuff well the, the printing gonna cost you too much you could swing by administrator sinus's office or administrator lewis's office in st thomas and they have printed copies for you uh, rotary public is doing uh or world polio day which is today uh, they're going to host the event aimed at advancing the cause of eradicating polio. As you know, we, polio is very little seen now, but it, it, it's been coming. And uh, it's been making a comeback. And so there, there's a, an effort to, to, um, to go ahead and eradicate it. We got um, UVA on the line now. Uh, we're going to have a little chat with them. Good morning. I'll have the phone right Good morning. I'm here. Yes, and, and this is Dwayne Henry who we're speaking to. Uh, introduce yourself. Uh, this is Mike This is Mike Jaffers with the Virgin Islands Energy Office. I'm the Deputy Director. I'm sorry. Okay, so, okay, we got Energy Office on. Okay, my, my apologies. I thought it was UVI. Uh, no, you guys here as well. We have Dr. Gregory. Okay, okay. So that's uh, that's what's like. Wait a minute. What's going on? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not so so Mike Jeffers from Energy, and then yeah, because um, your boss is over at a cabinet meeting, right? And we have uh, yeah. Junisha uh, Obain, um, student from a UVI graduate uh, student uh, who's from a UMass, who's going to be part of the fair as well. And you are. Oh, sorry. My name is Greg Guanell from UBI. Greg Guanell. Guanell. Okay. Yes. Great. Well, lady and gentlemen, take it away. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Mm -hmm. um, my name is Greg Guanell with uh, the Caribbean Green Technology um, Center at UVI, and I have uh, colleagues from the Energy Office and uh, students, uh, Mike and Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Good morning to all. So tell us what's going on. Take it away. 
So we are calling because on uh, October uh, 28th, so this weekend, this Saturday, uh, we are hosting the uh, Energy Fair um, on St. Thomas. Um, the Energy Fair is an event that uh, we are organizing with the Energy Office. The goal is to connect the general public to um, all sort of vendors, agencies, and all the stakeholders who are working uh, together um, to make the island more sustainable, um, and here we are looking really at, a, at the energy angle, uh, energy resilience. Uh, we're looking at you know how you can, what you can do in your home uh, to become more uh, resilient when things go wrong. Um, so we will spend a lot of time just talking about energy, offering solutions for the public. Any type of questions that you may have about you know how can I reduce my bill. How can I, you know, invest in solar? You know, what type of battery should I get? We will have all these answers for you, uh, the general public. This is not an academic exercise. This is really an opportunity for the public to get all the information that they want to uh, have answers to all the questions that they, um, you know, are asking themselves when they are making decisions about the type of fridge to buy, or the type of water heater to buy, or you know, the type of solar to get, all of that we are basically going to be there to provide answer. Um, I will let my colleague um, Mike to maybe compliment a bit, um, because the Energy Office will also uh, uh, provide a fair amount of information of their own. Yeah, perfect. Um, so essentially the Energy Office, we're, we're happy to be partnering again with CCTC for the, the Energy Fair. Um, just to kind of uh, you know give the specifics, it is at the UVI Aldrich Blake uh, Sports and Fitness Center. That's going to be this Saturday, October 28th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, so we're going to have some door opening uh, giveaways. They're going to be there, a number of other things to kind of teach about energy efficiency, resiliency, and, and everything throughout the territory. Mm -hmm. uh, the theme this year is accelerating resilience in the VI. So Greg spoke uh, about how you know, that is on an individual level. So we're we're going to be talking about what you can do as a as a consumer as a resident, what you can do to be more, become more resilient, uh, and that becomes uh, two phases. You're looking at you know your resiliency on the day to day, and then looking at resiliency in those post disaster scenarios that knock on wood, uh, we don't have coming upon us. But mm -hmm. having that conversation, uh, educating and informing the public about technologies that are available, uh, federal programs that will be coming out that will be able to help support that. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're really looking forward to engaging with the community. Uh, we're actually going to have a, um, a roundtable. Uh, we're going to have the, the director, Director Kyle Fleming, will be there. Dr. Gregory Guanal is on the call here. Um, Johnny Shaw Bain as well will be on the call or in the, in the roundtable discussion where we'll be discussing essentially that, how we can accelerate resiliency on the consumer level, looking at how uh, on a grid scale from a utility standpoint, uh, what kind of uh, upgrades and, and benefits will need to come from that end in order for us to become more resilient, and how uh, essentially a call to action and mm -hmm. what we can do as a community uh, uh, on an individual basis and, and collectively mm -hmm. to be able to kind of drive that resiliency in the territory. Right. So you, so we, we, we expect to see... Uh something come out of the fear besides just going to a fair collecting trinkets and and, and walking Correct. up it. I, I like that aspect yeah. of it uh where is it going to be on st thomas it's going to be at the eldridge blake sports and fitness center okay. at uvi so that's the uvi sports and fitness center mm -hmm. um 
and, and, and it's going to be there. And we're also, uh, for, for the Crusians on the call, uh, for the St. Croix District, mm-hmm. uh, we are going to be doing this again uh, around the Ag Fair time as well. Great. So keep an eye out for specifics on there. So we, we don't want everybody to, to think that it's not happening. Also, a lot of the events will be will be shared via Facebook Live mm-hmm. and will be communicated. So there's it's not just... Uh, it's not just a physical event. There's going to be digital components to it as well from, cool. from uh, outreach. Cool. And that's Saturday and, and this Saturday and Sunday or just Saturday? Just Saturday from 10 to 4. 10 to 4 Saturday. Yeah, and so um, as uh, Mike said, um, really an opportunity to have, um, you know, information. The, the goal of the effort is really to share information. Um, so when you say that, you know, there will be people will, will, will have, you know, major takeaways. Um, I think that the, the major takeaways that they will get out of the fair uh, that we, you know, really strongly think that everybody will get leaving the fair is better knowledge about what to do in your home. Um, you know, I know that for me, I spent a fair amount of time really thinking about how can I reduce my electricity bill? You know, mm-hmm. how can I work and operate when there are power outages. Mm-hmm. I realize that power outages are just the way that, you know, things are. There are lots of power outages in the States, uh, lots of power outages everywhere. It's just a way of, Gaza. you know, life. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, it's up to me to sort of think about what can I do to, to, to mitigate some of those. And so a lot of reflection, a lot of questions. And then I come up with, you know, my own answer. And my answer is not your answer. And That's your answer correct. is not Mike or Joe's answer. Everybody mm-hmm. has their own answer because we all have, you know, specific needs. And, and experiences. so the goal of the fair is really to help people navigate this and start, you know, really thinking about how to formulate the question so that they can make the right decision. Right. Uh, you know, some of those um, decisions are, you know, not just uh, policy decisions, but... We also um, personal decisions, i.e., um, mm-hmm. conservation. Would you speak about that for a minute? Absolutely. Personal and, conservation. Um, oh. Yeah, and I know Janisha hasn't had a chance to speak. Yeah, she can do it. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if you have any input on that one specifically. Specifically, conservation. Yes. Yeah, so, um, the personal conservation. Well, definitely. I think all of us have a personal responsibility. If we want to see our island continue to grow and thrive, I think we all have to have conservation, climate resiliency, our own infrastructural understanding and our own personal understanding of what we contribute to this island future is completely necessary, right? Okay, um, okay. As a person- mm-hmm. Hold on, please. What do you hear? <laughs> Hold on. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back, okay? Hold your thought. Okay. okay. No problem. Caribbean Green Technology Center and the VI Energy Office, in partnership with the Worldwide Universities Network, are hosting the second annual VI Energy Fair. There will be live demonstrations, interactive exhibits on energy and sustainability, and community leaders on site to discuss the territory's efforts to reduce energy costs. The fair takes place at the UVI Sports and Fitness Center on St. Thomas on October 28th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information, visit cgtc-usvi.org. 
Sometimes you need a moment to just step back, relax, and listen to your favorite song. I'm Raina Duris, and on the next World Cafe, maybe I can help you find something new to love, or maybe remind you of something you've been missing. There's so much music out there to enjoy, so take a moment, take a breath, and tune in to World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. PBS NewsHour has a rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling. Only four people have sat in that chair before us, and the enormity of this moment is not lost on me. People turn to us because they know they can hear from trusted sources of information and news. That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change. Good evening. I'm Jeff Bennett. And I'm Amna Nawaz. Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV, Channel 12. So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news design for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Good morning, we're back. This is Tony Henry filling in for Neville James on 93.1 FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we have today speaking about the energy fear, Mr. Mike Jeffers. Uh, from the from UVI, um, Greg Guadel from the Energy Office, and Janisha Arbane, who is a UVI grad student, I believe. Miss Arbane, uh, a graduate. Um, graduate oh, you're a graduate. UMass, mm-hmm. Yeah, I already. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, did they say something? Like University of Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a graduate. I'm a current PhD student at UMass. I'm home. There we go. That's that's what's going on. You know, it's really funny because earlier when um, I think Mr. Jeffers had initially intro- um, introduced you, I thought he had said that you were from Massachusetts. That was like with a name like Aubain. <laughs> no, no, no. Obey is, Obey is Definitely say Tobin. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, continue the thought you were telling us. Um, you were getting quite... Um, Static when you were speaking earlier, so continue. <laughs> Enthusiastic. Um, thank you. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I guess that's, that's some of the points I wanted to make was um, regarding conservation and and you know energy resiliency and climate change resiliency is is these all go hand in hand, right? You can't have you can't become resilient and, and try to reverse some of the effects of climate change, especially for our islands that is most susceptible to natural disasters as a result of climate change without this conversation of conservation. Mm-hmm. Um, both in terms of environmental, but also in terms of, okay, when it comes to renewable energy and, and transitioning into renewable energy, there's going to be certain, you know, um, weight we'll have to put, right? We, You know, if we choose to do a solar farm as they have built now in St. Amos, mm-hmm. is like, there is going to be some environmental impacts, but what is the long-term consideration we have to have, right? If we want to take about generational, long-term welfare of our islands, our home, and our kids, our grandkids, 
you know, we have to weigh everything in mind. And um, as Greg and Mike had mentioned, this comes from a personal understanding. What are we doing as small footsteps in our own home, as well as on a larger, broader scale in coming to the energy fair, learning about these different matters, you know, mm-hmm. um, discussing it with politicians and, and the public and the community and, and us really coming up with problem-solving um, solutions is, is, is completely necessary. So all of these go hand-in-hand, hand, um, in my opinion, when it comes to conservation, climate change resiliency, and just resiliency as an island. Yes, thank you. That's That's exactly why... I um I brought up the conservation because I have exactly the same thoughts as you do. Is that you know mm-hmm. as somebody that grew up here, born in, and raised here in Saint Croix, I know mm-hmm. traditionally I'd be the one to say it. We waste a lot of energy. We waste a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, give you example, people. Um, you know, you drive by people, you know, at night, the people's entire. Now I understand for security reasons they're doing it and stuff like that, but um, the houses are lit up like Christmas trees. Um, People go away and you leave a light on. You know, I'm not sure if that helps it any with security because, you know, oh, if they're looking at your home, they could see that nobody's moving for a while. So, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but there are little things like that. Um, you know, you got the TV on in three different rooms. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and all these electronics now, you know, um, you know you're playing PlayStation and, and you turn off the place, you know, you walk away, but the PlayStation, it's it's like on pause. And then you mm-hmm. say, oh, my God, I got to go to the store. So now you, you've left the house and the PlayStation is still on. So there's a lot of these things. And, and then the use of hot water, you know. I think we mm-hmm. overuse hot water in the Virgin Islands and, and um, because... You know, you know the water is not that cold when it comes to. This, but some people, oh, the water freezes, and you know. So, um, but but these little things we gotta um, get people to understand, um, and 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 then you know, the the idea that um, you know that 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 energy is 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 somewhat plentiful, you know, even if it's mm-hmm. expensive, people believe that. Power is all, you know, we're always going to have energy. We're always going to have mm-hmm. all this energy. And, and, and that's not true because we know that the, um, the, the sources we use to produce energy now are finite sources with the exception yeah. of maybe solar and wind, you know. So, but when you're speaking about fossil fuels, those are finite sources. Go ahead. And I'll let you jump in, Greg, but I think that's why a diverse energy mix is kind of the... Mm-hmm. the Right, yep. making sure that you, you're looking at all the, the resources that are currently available, um, pipelines as far as what, what is, you know, in line, new technologies that are emerging. I know, Janisha, your, your emphasis has been on tidal, correct? Um, yes. Yeah, I look into like, tidal energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there, there's, and, and it's, it's nice to see that there's different technologies emerging, and, and Greg with CGTC has been doing a lot of research as far as the viability of these different, um, technologies within the territory mm-hmm. so it's, it's great to see that um you know and you'll learn a lot about it if you come out to the fair because we'll be discussing essentially all of that we're open to all of those questions so sorry mm-hmm. Greg, go ahead yeah no i just wanted to follow up um so this is greg Gwena with uvi um and mike with the uh, energy office um but um following up on what um you know you were saying earlier people i think you know one of the main thing i've learned um and i've realized is that, you know, people like to say, and oh, you know, 
wapais out. I'm just going to get solar so that I will be okay. Yeah. Actually, it's it's not that simple. Um, moving moving on to solar, it's 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 very expensive. Mm-hmm. So you have to to carefully weigh your options in terms of what you can afford uh, versus what you need. Um, solar will definitely going to provide you a fair amount of you know resilience and redundancy. You know, having a backup source or even having a, a different source, and you know that's what the fair is about. You know, providing more information to people about what that means. Um, but it's important to know that even if you have solar and battery you need to be very careful about how you use energy uh, because there's only so much power that the battery can provide you at a particular, you know, for a certain amount of time, uh, mm-hmm. even for, you know, just a period of time. If you have your water heater going on, your AC going on, your TV, your, you know, oven, whatever going on, the, the, if all of that is using electricity, you will trip your system. Um, you know, WAPA, having WAPA is a good thing because, you know, it, it sort of allows you to consume all of that energy when you need it. But if you decide to, to go on your own, well, you're going to have more, uh, you know, to some extent you can, you can say, oh, I, I have more resilience because I have my power no matter what. But it's not, it's not a free lunch. You have to right. be very careful because uh, otherwise you're going to run out of, 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 of juice. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to trip your system, and so this is the type of things that we want to talk about. You know, mm-hmm. at the fair, this is really what what we want to discuss. Right. Not only what's happening, you know, what you can do for your home, what's happening at the territory level, mm-hmm. and again, it's all to provide people with information so they can make the decision. Only you can make the decision for your home. All we want mm-hmm. to do is provide you information so that at least you are walking into it with open eyes right. and, and, mm-hmm. and minimize sort of, oh, I wish I had known sort of moment, uh, you know, after you make particular decisions. But even more than that, it's about making the right decisions. Not that, oh, mm-hmm. if I'd known that this was going to trip. No, you, you, not because you have the resources mean that you squander it. And I think yeah. that's even more important, a posture mm-hmm. that we need to take. Especially, we live on an island that we don't have connection to electronic, uh, electrical grids like uh, the mainland does. You know, we need to right. to, to understand that. Yeah, no, that's right. Go ahead, uh, Janisha. Um, well, I was going to say, you know, it, and it's something that educating yourself and, and learning about it and asking questions is is just the steps to get there, right? I think energy itself and electricity and the electrical grid and just, you know, AC, BC, these are stuff that as a grad student in engineering, it is still intimidate me because I still personally don't understand the full extent of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's something where attending events like this and, and just, you know, taking in this information both for yourself and, and to just have a better understanding of exactly how does this consumption work and, and, you know, how does this directly impact me? How does it impact the grid? You know, why are we having so much... Um, electrical outages like Mm -hmm. why why is this so frequent and what Mm -hmm. contributes to it right i think Mm -hmm. all of these are really great questions to ask and it is completely fine if you don't know the answer because many of us don't it doesn't matter what background you have if you haven't been exposed to it it's hard to know these answers and this is where opportunities like the energy fair really comes into play for us as a community to educate each other Mm -hmm. and to learn from each other because there's stuff that 
maybe farmers in Bodo would be able to teach us that we don't really know on how to become more resilient and, and mm-hmm. um, more, like, be able to be more, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess just... Um, Better stewards? Not, yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> but just to be more aware of, of mm-hmm. the space we're taking up and the mm-hmm. carbon footprint that we ourselves mm-hmm. contribute yeah. to. Better stewards um, of the planet, generally also. speaking. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that, that, that's, that's the whole thing because we know... You know, we're a consumerist society and everything is consume and discard, consume and discard. And, and we need mm-hmm. to really um, think a, a different way about how we do things. And, and like I said, um, you know, this, this fair, as y'all been saying, you know, come together and discuss ideas of what people think. But really, I, I think an important part of what the public especially could bring to this and, and those that come should think about this is bring your experience you know mm-hmm. because that, that that's what you know we learn from experience you know you can have a whole lot of ideas and that's fine but if are those if those ideas are they're generally driven by experience they have better traction because you can say well you know i think we should do this because i did this blah 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 blah, blah. you see what i'm saying or i didn't do this mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. so what we have gone through in the past um should help us do better in the future yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, uh, um, you know, we, we hope that this dialogue will, will continue, um, you know, after the fair, uh, because I think it's, uh, it's an important dialogue for us to have in the territory. Um, just wanted to remind everybody that, uh, as Mike said at the very beginning, uh, we will, we will uh, come to St. Croix, um, you know, in February. Uh, it's just we had to, to take a bit of a break because it's, it's a lot of work to, to put this event together. <laughs> so we're going to come to St. Croix in February and, and, and hopefully have the same dialogue and provide the same information uh, with, with Cousins, uh, uh and, and, you know, uh, uh, continue this discussion, hopefully, uh, about, you know, how can we become more resilient uh, well, but, uh, in the territory. Yeah, but the t- well, we'll, we'll let St. Thomas be the guinea pigs. So you guys learn over there. I know all the kinks out. So when you come to St. Croix, it should be smooth. And, and with it running smooth, that gives you more time to enjoy the fair. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> so because I know how it is all working at New Play. And also, Ms. Obey, um, I heard you say you're an engineer uh, student. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, my great-niece has a bachelor's of engineering. And so I love to That's see true. women That's in true. engineering. Yes, so big up to you. Period. Yes. We have. We yes. have. We Respect. move in. You don't know. Respect. <laughs> so, Thank you. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, yeah, so any last uh, things the gentlemen want to, and lady want to, you know, each of you could, uh, a parting thought before we, we, we leave here? Yeah, I mean, I can I can just kind of you know as a reminder just of the date. And, yes, and just, yes. You know, thank yes. you. To, yeah. So uh, this is Mike Jaffers again from the Energy Office, Deputy Director. Um, we are going to be in St. Thomas this coming Saturday, October twenty eighth, from ten a.m. to four p.m. at the UVI Eldridge Blake Sports and Fitness Center. Um, one thing we didn't mention is that we're going to have vendors there as well. So we're going to have we have some sponsors and vendors that will be taking part. Three Point mm-hmm. Commodities, Electric Factory, Luminade. 
uh, HKT Energy Group, Rodney Strong, obviously CGTC, Virgin Islands Energy Office, the Virgin Islands Water and Power Authority, Pro Solar Systems, Barefoot Design Group, Leatherback Brewing, via uh-huh. the market and Moza Fresh Market. So we have quite a wide range of, of people that will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's additional vendors that will be taking part as well. So not only is there going to be this communication kind of similar to the, the conversation we're having now, but that will continue on to vendors and, and people that are in the community doing some of this work now. Mm. I see Leatherback, um, real quick before the, the others come out, Leatherback is is in the mix. Uh, um, <laughs> I know Aaron Hutchins really well. I used to work with him at DPNR. He's a great guy. And um, he's yeah. really he's really into this kind of stuff, so I'm not surprised. But I was just laughing because uh, I was saying to myself, yeah, if you drink enough beer, you'll go to sleep early and your lights won't be on. <laughs> 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 All right, Miss Obey, talk to me. I need parton, parton, parton words. Yes, of course. Um, well, I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for having us on your show, and thank you so much to Greg Gwinnell from CGTC. Um, he's been such a really great person to know, as both in an academic level as a personal level. Um, he's really inspiring. Um, as well as Mike Jaffos, we got to know each other during this process of planning the energy fair, and he's also really respected, really well-rounded and well-versed, and I'm just fortunate to be able to learn from them. Um, I want to also shout out Janine as well from CGTC um, and everybody else helping with the planning process, and yeah, um, I want to, I hope to see all of you there. I'm going to be there, me and my son coming down on Wednesday, so i excited. Hold it's 40 that. degrees this morning, so <laughs> it I was, was 91 this morning. <laughs> Boy, I was, I was like, oh, put me on this plane now, so I'm very excited to be down That's there good. to see everybody and, and hope That's to good. talk to everybody. And, and Greg Winnell, five seconds. Oh, well, just thank you for, for having us today and uh, really hope to have um, to see as many people as possible on Saturday okay. so we can accelerate resilience in the VI. Thank okay, you so we'll see you. That's the Energy Fair on St. Thomas, Eldridge Blake Sports Complex, 10 to 4 on Saturday. We'll be yes. right back. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. As the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News, weekday afternoons. From 2 to 4 on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX-FM 93.1. 